The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest, Nicole Webb, Senior Vice President, Financial Advisor at Wealth Enhancement Group. Nicole, a simple question. Uh, do you expect to enhance the wealth of your clients over the next uh, couple of quarters? <laughs> I should have known that that was how you would lead into this. <laughs> I, you know, um, there's a lot of headwind uh in everyone's face, especially in the first quarter of next year. And so since you asked the question in the first couple quarters of next year, um, you know, I think there's a lot of data there. The labor market still gives me that 40% you know, chance of a recession not being that terrible, not being that deep, not going that far. Um, but as we continue to hear news like we did from Goldman today, um, you know, that may very well shift uh, the dynamics of the market and kind of that support you're seeing from the labor market. Well, it's it's amazing the support the economy is getting from uh, uh, the labor market. And, and tell me, you know, how does that play into the whole narrative of monetary tightening and how that is uh, really showing any efficacy? Yeah, uh, is, yes. So, so if we think about it this way, there's, you know, really three factors that have hit the labor market hard in terms of creating such a robust and strong labor market, which led to this the wage inflation that we're still seeing that's perhaps the most persistent measure, whether it's directly wage inflation or just the services end of inflation. Um, you know, those primary factors are, you know, we changed border and immigration policy back in 2016, and that's that's had a long runway now, escalated, of course, by um, shutdowns prompted by COVID, um, the mass exodus of, of the 55-plus-year-olds, um, you know, accelerating their retirement, um, and then, of course, the death toll of COVID. So when you put all of that together, you know, the labor market in, is in a very different position. Then you stack on top of it the access and autonomy and accessibility of the gig um, labor market, you know, yeah. so the consumer is, is pretty confident that they're not going to starve. And that's a very different mindset. And I think part of kind of this soft landing narrative is, you know, does the Fed pause for too long or get overly restrictive? And the layoffs are like a domino effect that, that yeah. crashes, right? So they all start to fall. And yeah, I, th I think I'm, that 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 comment uh, resonates with uh, something I heard Sheila Bear say, someone who has been both prominent in the private sector and also um, working with government agencies, uh, that uh, she believes that the Fed is going too far, that it needs to pause now and mm -hmm. or maybe just do 25 basis points at the next meeting uh, to see the impact of this. Because otherwise, when you see what's happening in, in the housing market and uh, mm -hmm. and the potential with labor, that it could, you know, they could be going too far. Yeah. And whether it's, you know, 
Yes, absolutely. I agree with everything you've just said. And I think that's where we are hopeful, you know, of perhaps a sooner pause. And I think we're hopeful that the data starts to trickle through to the Fed in their observation of that they have to pause sooner rather than later, that this terminal rate around 5% is is about as far as they can go, because I think inflation is going to surprise to the downside, meaning now mm-hmm. as supply chain really normalizes itself, um, what does inflation look like? And do we really want to pull the levers to bring in demand destruction down to an inflationary level that perhaps we don't really need and meaning that 2% target. So, um, you know, I, I think a lot, I think the first couple of quarters are going to be extremely volatile and a lot hangs on, you know, some of this evidence or data to support if we've gone far enough or gone too far so we get that pause. Nicole, I mean, you know, with the new name of your company, the Wealth Preservation Group, uh, are we we looking at essentially staying away from companies like Tesla? I mean, if you look at this, it may have seen, you know, had a bounce up, of course, in the the last session, but it's been Mm -hmm. on the way down. It's had a terrible year. But, you know, you're looking at a market cap here of bigger than GM, Volkswagen, Ford, Mercedes, etc., and BMW all put together. Uh, you've got to ask yourself here, you know, as Brian was pointing out yesterday, we've got, you know, still a PE of 27, 28 times earnings. Right, right. I, I love Tesla. I have loved Tesla for years. Um, you know, I don't like where the stock price got to. I love the conversation or um, of, you know, should we think about Tesla as an automaker or should we think about Tesla as a tech company? And where is that fair valuation point? Because yes, 45% growth is great, but I would argue it should have never, absolutely never been where it was. And But I do think at $100, I mean, I love it. Um, but what I think te- where Tesla's missing the mark and is, you know, they are not taking strategic action to execute on the long term vision that makes us believe in the long term growth. Right. So I think we're all hopeful, you know, open the plant in India, open a battery um, factory in India, show us that you are taking action, break ground you know, give us the longevity belief. And I think that's where a lot of people are pointing blame to um, Elon's shift towards a focus on Twitter away from execution, um, you know, on on Tesla's vision and and long-term trajectory. Let's talk a little bit about Asia. I'm not sure what your Mm -hmm. thoughts are on China. China has, you know, made this big move, kind of chaotic uh, in a sense, uh, right at the time when cases are surging, it's opening up. But nonetheless, um, you can look at it from a lot of different ways. It adds to global GDP. Maybe it Mm -hmm. adds to inflation. And maybe it adds to COVID cases. So how do you dissect that? (laughs) Yeah, I think so in this moment, you know, taking a step away from the conversation about the reopening trade in China, but more from a a global perspective, what does China's reopening mean? And I think for many people, why does it have such an impact on the global equity markets as a whole? And that for us really plays into the global consumption of oil and oil already being such a contentious point. Uh, through most of 2022. And 
you know, as we think about a full and robust reopening of China, we think about a normalization because we were far from it of the global consumption. And and that plays into kind of, again, this earning story on a go forward basis, because if we see a spike again in crude, as an example, then, you know, where there was margin in terms of transportation costs coming down as one example, that affects the bottom line and the trajectory of that earnings growth or the lack thereof in 2023. And so that's a lot of this initial repricing outside of, of course, just kind of what the Chinese markets are doing as we think about their reopening. Uh, quickly here, Nicole, if you had to pick uh, uh, an asset class and within that asset class, what would you really um, be your main conviction looking into 2023? Yeah, my main conviction looking into 2023 is um, kind of probably more broad. And it's that, you know, everyone is saying the same thing, that short term rates are giving equities so much in terms of competition. But I fundamentally believe that the, the the expectation should be that the market responds once we pause and, and that yeah. the ease is coming. All right, Nicole, out of time, but uh, an, an interesting thought to finish on. Nicole Webb, Senior Vice President, Financial Advisor at Wealth Enhancement Group. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.